Blog Talk Radio. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and Happy New Year. This is Stuart Crawford in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Where it's a balmy 7 degree Fahrenheit today, and we're just kind of joking around about that prior to the start of the call here. Um, and uh, just want to wish you guys all a I hope you had a great holiday season and a happy new year coming up here in, uh, tomorrow. Uh, today's show is going to be a recap of the the year that we we're just finishing up here. What a roller coaster ride it sure has been. We started off the year really, you know, a lot of confidence, a lot of momentum. And then this train took a and derailed harshly uh, August September time frame, and wow, 12 months later we have a total different outlook on what the future is going to look like uh, going forward here. Some of us are pretty positive and looking at the opportunities, and there's a little bit of negativity out there, and we'll kind of talk touch base on a little bit of that uh, over the next hour here on uh, on Small Business IT Radio. Again, my name is Stuart Crawford, and Small Business IT Radio is a, uh, a radio show broadcasted on blogtalkradio.com geared for the small business IT professional, the SMB uh, consulting company, those of us that focus on delivering IT solutions to the small to mid-sized business market, hey, wherever you are across the world, it doesn't matter. And uh, we usually meet on Fridays at noon on the East Coast, that's 9 a.m. on the West Coast, but today we have a special show just to wrap up the end of the year here and, uh, and get some perspective from industry leaders here that are joining us to uh, share their experience with what the last 12 months, 12 months have looked like. And we've got a wide range of, uh, of experts on, on the call today. So I want to start off with uh, a man who needs no introduction, who's been on the show many a times. Uh, Dave Sobel joins us from uh, Evolve Technologies out of the Washington, D.C. area. Dave, uh, have you had a good year so far? You know, it's been an it's been an interesting year, and thanks for having me on, Stuart. I mean, we we uh, we we you sort of summed up exactly the way things worked out for us. You know, we started the year really strong and really thinking that it was going to be just a, a fantastic sort of year, and and we're now looking at you know we're we're leaving the year doing all kinds of plan contingency planning to make sure that things do go the way we want them to. You know, I, I think I, I can say that we probably aren't going to hit all of our sales goals that we'd hoped for this year, um, and particularly, you know, along the lines of, of some of the, the growth that we've seen. But there, there certainly continues to be an awful lot of opportunity, and, and what, what's really surprised me more than anything is, is the fact that we're looking at things now that if you told me at the beginning of the year we'd be looking at doing, I just would have, would have said just never was going to happen. Um, you know, things like software as a service is much more of a, of a piece of our core offering. I, I'm, I'm surprising myself at how much I view that as, as really a lot of key to things. So it's, uh, it's certainly been quite a year. It sure has, and, and uh, yeah, you mentioned a few things we'll touch base on here, Dave, over the next uh, next 55 minutes or so, but I do want to touch on the web and how the web's going to impact uh, our, our consulting businesses, especially if the economy continues to dive and business starts to look at cutting back on some areas. Uh, the next person I'd like to introduce is a good friend of mine, Jody Hicks, who joins us from Heartland Technology Solutions out of Ames, Iowa. Jody, you are uh, probably the most positive guy I've ever met in my life. What are you, uh, what are you looking at for the next year? <laughs> Well, I appreciate that, Stuart, and, and uh, thank you for inviting me on. And, and, and I, I just have to think that while there has been a slowdown, depending on where you're located at in, in uh, 
what the economy is doing. There has been a slowdown, but there's still plenty of opportunity out there. We might have to put our thinking caps on and think outside the box. And if I could come up with uh, any more cute little sayings, cliches, I would do that also. But it's just time, and and I've been saying this now for a little bit, I think uh, we've gotten, and, and I, I am very uh, bad at this myself, we've gotten kind of lazy in the last couple of years in the industry. Business has come pretty easy to us, and there's been a lot of budgets. And, and so we, we've just kind of sat back and, let, and uh, let things happen. And it's once again time that we have to kind of kind of start working again. And, and it, uh, while at one point it's, it's it's kind of daunting at the same side. It's we all got in this industry because we love it, and it's to me it's an obsession. It's not a job. So I'm kind of looking forward to to brushing off the thinking cap and really looking at things at a different light now. Well, that's for sure, Jordan. I mean, I I, I share that same view you do. There is still a tremendous amount of opportunity out there. However, we do got to be a bit more creative in the way we look at it. And you and I, we'll, we'll touch on marketing here in a little bit. And you know, we, we you and I can talk forever on marketing and the importance of marketing. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, we don't want to monopolize all the time on that. But I think uh, creativity in the marketplace is going to be uh, one of the things that separates um, the winners from the losers. And I think that's the first time I used that phrase this year, is the winners from the losers. And I think there's going to be a lot of losers who uh, are out there. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean that, you know, taking our finger off the pulse and, and doing a lot of things. And I talked to Ken uh, Ken Thorson and uh, Mike Fafinski earlier on a previous show Oh, when was I? I did it from Toronto, so it must have been way earlier in the year. And we talked about the economic downturn that was coming. It wasn't there, but we we sensed it was coming. And that was one of the things we talked about was creativity in in, in our marketing and going to market. Uh, Sean Fullerton joins us from uh, Tulsa. Uh, Sean, tell us a little about you. And hey, what kind of year did you guys have in uh, in Tulsa? I, you know, for us, um, we blew it out of the water. I mean, this was was a, a this is our best year ever. Um, to the tune of almost 40% growth over the year before. Um, we grew our managed services probably 53%. So, I mean, I'm looking at this year going, you know, fantastic. How do I keep it up for next year? And I think the key for us is is, is if, if you put your head in the sand and you don't really pay attention to the world outside your, your town, um, a lot of people got surprised um, by the, the market and the downturn. And, um, you know, we spent – I spent an enormous amount of time – in, uh, you know, not only in the Heartland Technology peer groups, but in uh, another peer group here local, and we get a monthly um, report from some economic, you know, forecasters and stuff that this wasn't a surprise. Um, the good news is, is I'm in an oil and gas state, okay? <laughs> so, um, but we don't have a lot of oil and gas companies, but it obviously drives our economy. And also, for the most part, the middle of the United States, you know, we kind of see the downturns a little slower than everybody else does, um, and they're projecting we won't impact us as much as the other, you know, as it will the coast and the housing markets and, you know, how it kind of, kind of drove that. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's going to be a strong year for 09 for us. It's a great time for service providers, I think, to really make their mark in the market because there is going to be a lot more opportunities because there are going to be a lot less players in the market is, is my opinion. Um, if you have a you know a merger and acquisition strategy, I think there's going to be good opportunities for some of those. Um, I think there's going to be good opportunity for new customer acquisitions because they may have been serviced by smaller uh, shops that have decided that wow this isn't really I can't survive. Um, and I think the thing that really sheltered us was about two years ago we really made the transition 100% from product and projects. Um, that is um, probably. 15% of our revenue. 
15 to 20% of our revenue, where the rest of our revenue is managed services. Um, and that, in and of itself, has, it, it, you know, it, it, it changes all the game. Um, and when we say managed service, flat rate monthly, you know, service that's every month, here's my contracts. Um, we've, we have had some clients that have, have diminished in size, but they're not, you know, they're not getting rid of us um, or anything, but they, you know, they've changed size. Maybe they don't have as many people, um, but it's a great opportunity to pick up people too because there's a lot of bigger companies going to be laying off some you know, good talent uh, that you'd be able to pick up now. And I think that there's, um, I mean, we're positive for 09. I think, you know, it's going to be a great opportunity for us to really strengthen our position and continue to grow our company, do the right things right, and, you know, don't do the things that you're not good at. I think it's really a good time to focus, too. So, I think you nailed it in the head there. Uh, recurring revenue is going to be very important. And also focus on what you're, you do well and not try not to be everything to everybody. And David Nondowski joins us from Central Texas. And David, correct me if I'm wrong. You're in the, uh, you know, you're where you are more educational focus. Is that correct? Um, our market is uh, very driven by Texas A&M University. Um, so we're in a college town. So we're pretty stable. Also, um, like like he was saying, we don't we don't have uh, as much variance up and down in the market. We stay pretty stable. When everybody else is is really up, we're still pretty stable. When everybody else is kind of down, we're still pretty stable. So. Um, that's been kind of, it, it's been pretty much the same for us. Uh, our, we grew a, a whole lot last year, uh, 78%. We're going to see probably 10 to 15% this year, depending on how our pipeline flushes out, uh, today and tomorrow. Um, but, uh, we've not traditionally done a lot of government and educational business. We we're uh, working on, on penetrating more of that market now. Um, and it's something that we started on two years ago and, and have just started seeing some success with. Um, one of the things we did see for us, we, we've really flatlined, like someone else was saying also, in the second part of the year, uh, and it, it made us hold off on a hire that we were looking at. Um, that's probably been the biggest effect for us, uh, is, is just seeing the, gr- the growth slow. Uh, so I, I think we see it. Uh, we're seeing it like everybody else is. It's just showing in a, in a little different way. Now, so Sean mentioned that he's going to, uh, you know, be on the lookout for potential good people that are going to come out from these potential layoffs that are that could occur in, uh, in the corporate world. Uh, try to pick up some of that. Are you saying, David, that you're looking at uh, potentially, you know, or are you just being more selective on who you hire? Um, we we had a guy that was a, re- a referral that we wanted to hire. And we kind of backburnered him for about six weeks, um, and he's going to be coming on in. Uh, we're, we're in the process of it, but it looks like he'll be coming on in mid-January. But that's mainly because we have a guy that's going to be leaving in in, in mid-February. So uh, we're not the the growth of of that has has kind of stopped for us. Um, so we're we're only hiring now because we're replacing. Okay, so. He- you don't. Uh, you're not looking at hiring to, for the sake of hiring to potentially go to the market and look for a new opportunity. It's more sustain sustain what you have, and if you have an opening because of an, a vacancy, then you're going to look at replacing that. Yeah, and, and what's good is we haven't had any major IT layoffs around here. We don't have like a, a big HP center or anything like that, or that's laid off a lot of IT people. I, I think in some of the bigger markets where they have done that, they're going to see a lot of upstarts come in too. Okay, and and Dave, what's it like on uh, in the nation's capital? There, are you guys seeing a slowdown in uh, hiring, or 
Uh, is it still the same plan to uh, you know hire to grow the company? Well, I mean, we've seen what we're actually seeing is is kind of you know we work a lot with not for profits and associations, and and that's you know those that's linked to the lobbying industry and and all. So what we're actually seeing right now is is a bit of the the shuffle that that always happens you know every four years or eight years depending on how things all fall out. Um, so right now is a is is kind of a holding pattern for a lot of our customers because they're going to be entering the year either you know, on one side of the fence or on on a new side of the fence. Um, and so for us, a lot of decisions won't actually happen until January or February. So things have sort of slowed down a little bit. Where uh, this is this is typical for the the market space, but it, additionally, you know, we're we're seeing it being a little bit more cautious than normal. And I think a lot of people are are really waiting to see what the new administration does and and how things sort of fall out politically. So you know we we have a, an element of our our economy that's always driven by that that I think is you know certainly different than a lot of other areas. So I, we've definitely seen a lot of a, you know slowness and hesitation right now. But there's the nice sort of sort of that is is there's a lot of optimism of that too. Um, you know January 20th is going to be a very very busy day here in Washington. Um, so there's going to be a lot of excitement and, and stuff, particularly on the tourism and travel side that comes from that. You know the the days leading up and the days leading afterward. And that generally, those kinds of things also do excite the city as a whole, and things sort of stimulate around it. So I'm actually anticipating later January and going into February being kind of an exciting growth time again. Okay, I mean, and I mean, I'm—I uh, have to say I'm a little bit a little ignorant about the U.S. politics because it doesn't affect me too much. But I understand, you know, a big deal uh, for for everybody down down stateside. Plus, Dave, especially for you, being in. Uh, you know, in uh, in that region there, Jody. What about the heartland? What's what's happening uh, employment-wise there? Are you seeing um, you know, a change, or is it pretty much status quo? No, there's been a little bit of a change, but it's more with your with your top-level uh, companies, your principal financials, your Wells Fargo's, the banks. You know, the larger players out there. They've you've definitely seen a ripple effect with them. But when you go into your smaller communities, which is where we do most of our work in the twenty-five thousand and less. Uh, communities, it's, there's a little bit of concern and a little bit of uh, turnover, but by and large, it's, it's pretty stable and pretty status quo in those, in those locations. We usually, it takes a little bit longer for the things that Dave is seeing out in D.C. or things that are happening on the on the coast for our, to, to come and uh, hit our locations. Okay, I mean, I mean that's, that's what I'm kind of seeing here is, you know, there's still companies, uh, I think companies are still going to hire Good people. If there's a good opportunity out there for the right person, I uh, definitely can see that being, uh, you know, something that you would look at. And and I've never in my life recall a slump like this in the economy that's affected a lot of uh, industries. Now I've been through, uh, and Sean probably remember back in the late '90s when the oil price of oil went down to ten bucks a barrel, uh, and it really got a lot of us concerned in, in the oil producing areas. Uh, what's going to happen in the market? But Sean, you know, what did you guys? Were you in business back then? And if so, what did you guys do differently back in the late '90s when the majority of your market was hit by uh, a low commodity price? Yeah, it was interesting because you know the the price of oil was down, um, but that was actually for us the height of telecommunications um, here in Tulsa. We had WorldCom, we had um, Williams Communications, and a, and a number of other companies. That um, so it was it was it was kind of interesting. Yeah, the oil wasn't doing as great, 
Um, but the telecommunications industry was booming here. Um, and so you kind of, um, and that's one of the things that, you know, people have always stressed with us, oh, you need to get, you know, specialized in a vertical, specialized in a vertical. And that, that's still good advice. I, I don't want to, my next statement might sound otherwise, because we've always shied away from that. And what we've actually said is our vertical is small business. That's our, you know, I know it's not a vertical market, but um, that's that's our target is those 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 companies um, because in, in my opinion they're typically less likely and, and again we say a sweet spot 25 to 50 to 60 you know desktops because they're a little less likely to be affected because they have somebody actively watching everything all the time you know um, the business owner usually is is readily involved. Um, he's not buying $37 million apartments like the guy from uh, Merrill Lynch this morning or something they were talking about. But um, and, and so it seems to be that they're able to weather the storm a little better. Um, and, and that's not always the case. I mean, by stretch, we, you know, there are not a lot of always smart people out there. But um, but that small business market, you know, it's 80% of our economy um, for a reason, and it drives a lot. And I think it's a pretty stable market for the most part and they're not uh, they're a little more conservative particularly here in Oklahoma um, so they don't do wild crazy things um, for the most part and you know and so they're, they're able to weather those th- these storms that are coming and you know like I said I don't think it's uh, gonna be that big of a surprise to most folks that were here um, and you know see what happens so why well, what my experience is uh, especially through that last downturn is people turn more to technology when the uh, the economy's a little lower. It's that uncertainty period that we're where we kind of suffer through is when the price is high, price of oil is high. It's all good. People are growing. Their companies are growing. When it's low, they're trying. And I'm sure this is for all markets. They leverage technology more to do you know keep up with the demand. They just don't have the bodies in there to do the work. And then it's that uncertainty period that we kind of went through. Uh, and I, we, perhaps we're still there today. Is is when well we're not going to make any rash decisions because we don't know what things are going to change like. And David, in that in in Texas, there, are you kind of seeing the same thing that you know the small business is going to you know ride the storm out? Yes, and and I agree with what you're saying. Also, I think people look to technology to help span the gap there in in their spending. It's I I think some of the the reoccurring services is is something that they really look hard at. But as far as leveraging. Um, technology in general, I, I think they also we, – we've had several calls where people just want us to come in and take a look at what they're doing and almost do like a workflow audit again and and look at ways that they can improve before things do get bad. I, I think for our market, people don't think that we're uh, totally isolated. You know, we're not on, on our own island here. Uh, it's just going to take a little longer to get here. But if it continues to stay bad, then it will get here in – so I think we're we're just starting to see the beginnings of it, though, um, compared to other people that are, you know, like uh, Mike up in Detroit. I mean, he is in it right now. Yes, he would be definitely in it. That a whole rust belt is suffering big time. Uh, I just want to invite those that are listening to us live that we can call in at 646-716-8372. It's an open mic uh, show today. Feel free to call in with any questions or comments you'd like to make uh, to any of us on the panel here. And, and you know, even just share your what's happening in your market. And, uh, so call us in. The chat window is open. If you don't feel like getting on voice-wise, we can, we can chat back and forth on the, on the Blog Talk chat session. Uh, Dave, back over to you, the nation's capital. You uh, threw something out there 
that I, uh, I'm a big fan of, and uh, I'm going to kind of broaden it even more, is what is the impact on the Internet or the cloud going to have if we stay in an economic downturn long enough where people are going to start turning to uh, you know, these online hosted solutions where they can get it for twenty nine ninety five a month or whatever. You think that's going to have a significant impact on how we do business today? Well, I, I mean, I definitely think, I mean, I think it has to. I mean, I think by its very nature, when we're having this sort of perfect storm of, of the two pieces coming together, there's this new technology offering that allows you to do things sort of the you know, quicker, ch- cheaper, faster kind of mentality, and we've got a, ser- a, set- a situation where people are looking at their bottom line and they're looking at their expenses and they want to make sure everything is justified. Now, I'm not, you know, I, I still am maintaining that I don't see every every customer across every vertical, across every industry, in every situation, abandoning everything on, on premise and going all to the cloud. But what I do see happening is, is they're taking a look at all of these investments and saying, okay, well, you know, I used to be very averse to it because I had tons of money and I could do anything I wanted. Now I'm a slightly business that I was, and I want to make sure that I'm justifying each of my expenses. And maybe there really is a reason to just sort of send stuff out into the cloud. And if you think about it, I mean, it really is the logical extension of the service we all sell anyway. We're already outsourcers at, at some level. I mean, we're, we're asking people to hand their technology management from their inter- some, from an internal resource to an external one. This is really just another model of that. And so if they're already looking at expenses and they're already become comfortable with the idea of handing it over, well, then they become even more comfortable with the idea of putting it out in the cloud. So I, I think that we're going to see more businesses certainly asking the question. You know, I don't think it's going to be a mass exodus to the cloud, but I think definitely people are looking, and, and I've sort of been long maintaining that you, you have to have a cloud answer in your organization. The answer may not be to do it, but you better have an, an answer to the question. And then you see lots of players starting to get into it, Dave. You know, Microsoft's looking into it. Uh, you know, Salesforce.com has been offering a CRM solution in the cloud for a long, long time. I think it just you think you summed up. You have to have some sort of answer for it, and also looking into the client's best interest uh, about uh, you know how cloud computing and how internet's going to uh, work uh, work into their business. And Dave, you know, we even threw out the idea prior to us going live on the call of what is the real threat to these open source type solutions if you know if we do stay in an economic downturn where you know people are not going to want to pay seven hundred dollars for a copy of Office and they rather use say, something like open office that doesn't cost them anything. There's obviously a true threat there to our livelihood, is it not? I I think so. I mean, I think that's that's really the piece is there's a lot of different options out there. Although, I mean, I I always point to the, you know, separate the product and the services debate. I mean, if if you're you're still implementing solutions and services around that, the product cost is not necessarily going to be the, the core of your business. I mean, you know, Sean already alluded to that. I mean, he was moving a lot of customers onto the sort of the managed services model, you know, which we've been doing for a while. Why? Because we like the steady revenue. But I don't look at my managed services customers and say, well, they all have to be running office or I don't make any money. You know, I look at it and say, no, I'm in charge of making sure that their systems all run and do what they need them to do and are, are set up the way they need them to set up. And I don't really care which office platform they use. So we're in a much better position to, to maintain them going forward and keep them as customers. Yeah, and I this is Sean piping in on that because I one thing that you said there that was was key is you said, you know, is open office or open source things a threat to our business? 
And I'm going to say absolutely not, as long as your business is not dependent upon product sales. Okay, because in our business, product sales makes up a piece of our business. It's nice. I mean, five percent is five percent. You know, a buck's a buck, right? But at the end of the day, what are we? We're an IT department, and our job as an IT department is find the best solution for my cust- my company, or in this case, our customers. Whether that's open office, and an, op- an open office can do everything that they need it to do, and solve their business problems and save them $700 a seat, why wouldn't we look at it? Just because it's not Microsoft? I disagree. I I think that our job is to provide the best solution for our customers, regardless of the platform it comes from. I I mean, I know some of the folks on this call carry Macs. Why? Because we really like them, okay? And, And is it, but are we out there pitching Macs to all of our customers? Maybe, maybe not. Depends on, you know, does it fit? And, you know, we it, it's very common that I you know we get this in a lot of peer groups and stuff is we focus so much on the vendors Microsoft, HP, Dell, whoever. Folks, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter who provides the technology as long as the technology solves the customer's problem and 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 makes them more profitable. Because personally, if I could make Open Office work for all my customers, I would. Because to me, that is seven hundred bucks they could spend with me versus with Microsoft or whoever. Because I don't make as much money off of Microsoft or anybody else. Um, so, you know, I, I used to be probably one of the biggest Microsoft fans in existence. I mean, wrote a book with them, did a bunch of work with them in the past. But now I'm like, no, my best interest is focusing on what my customer needs, not what Microsoft wants me to tell my customer they need. So. Well, I think that's important, Sean. I think you, you nailed it right there. Often... IT professionals like well, I, let me rephrase that. I'm going to steal a line from Mitch. Uh, Mitch sorry, Mitch Garvis taught me uh, back earlier this year. There's the IT techs who are purely fo- focused on fixing stuff and putting in you know servers and all that. And then there's the IT professionals, which we all are, who are more solution based and what's the best fit for our customers. And you know what? If Max with uh, Open Office is the best way to go, and that meets their business needs, or if it's Vista with Microsoft Office and that meets their needs. That's what we as professionals recommend, not so much driven on as the product. And you're right that a lot of us get the pressure from our, the vendor community that we have to sell their product instead of looking at the overall solution. Jody, what, you know, in the, in the Midwest there, you guys got a wide range of uh, solution offering. And I know that uh, deep down in the corners of uh, HTS's Ames office, you have a little Apple repair depot there. So you guys are even from being a big you know player in the Microsoft HP world, you see the importance of solution selling and solution and providing the right solution to your customers as well, do you not? Correct. And and or, sorry, Jody, was I supposed to open up that can of worms with the little Apple repair shop there? <laughs> as long as you don't talk about me carrying an iPhone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <clears throat> but I do know Arlen has been questioning about one. But that's a separate discussion point altogether. But uh, really, I mean, it, and and I I can reiterate what everybody has said here. At the end of the day, a product is a product. Now, if they ask my recommendations, I'm going to lead with. Probably Microsoft, probably HP, because that's what my engineers and that's what we're comfortable with. But at the end of the day, um, a product is a product, and what I want them to do more than anything is join our managed services and use us as a service and as our IT department. And whether that be Dell, HP, or uh, we could even do a little bit of Apple, uh, that's the direction that, if that's right for my client, then that's the direction I'm going to, uh, to help consult them to go that direction. 
Because like someone said, you know, five points or whatever you're making off of hardware, well, it's good, and you need that to keep uh, the vendors interested in you. And like I said, we're always going to recommend our, our go-to partners. I'm not going to lose a sale, or I'm not going to walk away and say, well, you know, don't even call us when you need help. I'm going to say, if you are such a big fan of that product, and I do this, um, you know what, uh, why don't you hire us? We'll spec everything out for you to make sure it's going to work together. And I'm making more money having my engineers do that for them, which I'm billing them for, than actually selling them the product. And I totally agree with you. And, David, what are you guys seeing down there in Texas when it comes to, uh, you know, offering the whole solution to your customers? Um, we probably are more closely aligned with – we've probably gone the opposite direction as, as eMonarch has. We've probably – Last year was the first year we were a, a Microsoft Gold partner, um, and so we've tried to kind of get get more standardized. But I, I think as a history and a tradition of a company, um, we've done a lot of open source stuff. We do web work, and so we we've always done a lot of PHP and, and open source items on that end. Um, and it's it's always it's part of our our toolbox for sure. Um, we don't do a lot of Star Office or any of that particularly. Um, just because we haven't, I guess, um, probably because nobody in our office uses it. But uh, we do some Mac stuff here and there. Uh, it's not something we, we push a lot, but, but some of our employees are users. And so when, when we get client questions, we are able to support that. So uh, we definitely see it. I, you know, it, it's, it's always there um, as, as an option. I mean, and I think we I think we can all agree that it comes down to um, you know what's the best solution for our customers are to the long at the end of the day, and you kind of mentioned it, David when you uh, during your talk there is that if you're using the product, chances are you're going to lead to and I think Jody kind of referred to it as well. If you're using uh, a Dell laptop with Vista and Office 2007, chances are you're going to lead with that because that's what you know, uh, and we we tend to stick closer. Uh, to the products that we know versus those things, of course, that we don't know. Yeah. I'm going to kind of switch gears a little bit more here and, and kind of go into, you know, going into the new year. we got to, you know, we turn on CNBC, turn on, uh, you know, B&N up here in Canada. There's no secret that everybody's talking about the economy and, you know, the Dow's up 300 one day and it's down four, up 400 the next day. And, it's, you know, we've been in that 8,000 range for the last month, you know, back and forth. I mean, I just watched uh, the Nikkei in, in Japan, set, you know, finish the year strong. Uh, maybe that's some indication of what's going to happen in 2009. Who knows? But, you know, we're in this economic uncertainty still. Dave, uh, in D.C., what's the plan for Evolve going forward here? Uh, you know, is it back to basics or, you know, full metal to the pedal? What's, what's, going, what's going to be happening out there with you guys? Well, it, it's funny. We, we've we really focused on kind of a back to basics mentality for the past thirty days. Your, your timing is actually really good. We did a real intensive service audit here, um, saying you know what we really want to focus on is is our core value, which was delivering outstanding service. And we said you know let let's not get too full of ourselves. Let's take a real hard look at what we're doing and really make efforts to really make sure that we're on our game going into 2009. Because we want to be able to say two things. First off, we want to be able to, for our existing customers, we want them to, to, to show up, look, we're not complacent, we're not letting things slow down, we're really focused, and we're really focused on delivering for you. And we're a good investment 
for you to get your business to grow. And then we want to be able to say the same things to new customers. So we were really focused on that sort of back to basics approach, saying let's be really good at this. We, you know, let's let's not have let let things get get slack because we you know, times were good and let's not you know we, we let not lose sight of of who we are at the core then the the next piece of that is is we are going into 2009 saying okay you know this is the time where you step up marketing efforts not slow them down so for us that's the other portion of this which is the the we're going into the new year saying what are we going to do that's creative and different that is really going to put our mar- you know marketing into high gear so we're looking at it from both of those angles. Okay, so let's talk about marketing because, again, that's my uh, one of the things that I truly have passion for. Jody, you and I chatted this morning about uh, you know different strategies and leveraging tools like uh, the web and web 2.0 strategies. How important is that going to be for you to differentiate yourself from all the other IT providers in the Ames, Des Moines area there? It's definitely a tool that uh, I'm going to have in my toolbox. Um, and, and, you know, having you as a friend, Stuart, I learn about all of the web uh, 2.0 and, and trying to keep up with just a, a small percentage of everything you do online. But, you know, between a blog and Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn, do I think it's going to do all the work for me? No. Do I think it's even going to make up a big percentage? No. But at least it's a tool, a resource that I have out there that people can find me and they find out what uh, Heartland Technologies and myself, how we think, how we do things. And it's just another way to get your face and, and name out in front of people. So, I mean, you're not going to look at, uh, you know, stopping your traditional marketing, things like direct mails and stuff like that, and you're going to no. have a balance between the two? Exactly. It's just going to be one of the tools that we use for marketing between direct mail. And, and like I said, you know, the last couple of years we've gotten lazy. We need to step up on doing more. And and like and I'm sorry, I can't remember who was just speaking, but it, this is the time you start marketing even more. This is the time you pick up new clients because uh, it, it is the perfect time. Get out there and differentiate yourself. We just did a, uh, a sales conference call with all of our salespeople. And, you know, creating a, a, a statement of differentiation between you and your, your competitors in each one of your markets so that when you're in front of a, a prospect, you can say, without putting down the other company, what makes us different and what makes us better and why should you go with us? And those are the things that we really need to step up in 2009 because I do think there is a lot of opportunity out there. And you, it, it, it sounds a lot of doom and gloom if you listen to all the media and watch the newspapers. And I don't say stick your head in the sand and forget about all that. Keep that in the back of your mind, but don't let that rule every thought in every direction that you take. This is the time to get out there and really get working at it. Oh, yeah, you can you can kill yourself if you... Listen, read the papers and listen to uh, the, the news stations and watch the media on TV. You, know, you can end up just going crazy. Dave, uh, you you do a lot of marketing things uh, with Evolve. What are you doing anything different this year? Well, I, I th- what we're really doing is is we're t- we're we're taking a look at everything that we did have done and are currently doing, and just taking another path through it all. Um, you know, we've always really been focused on on sort of the you know a bit of a marketing referral engine. So we're going to spend a lot of time making sure that that actually we're, we're being more proactive about our sort of networking and referral efforts. Um, and I think one of the things that we're going to focus really heavily on is, is make sure we're giving out as many referrals as we possibly can. Um, you know, we're we're pretty we're pretty well you know we're well connected both in the industry but also locally with a lot of other you know complementary businesses. 
and I made sure that, that we're actually making some efforts around training for our technical staff so that they understand how to do referrals and how to do connections for, you know, for our customers to other vendors or our vendors to other potential customers so that they're doing that you know, go-giving kind of a, a long referral. Um, the other thing that we're doing is, is I want to make sure that, that our marketing really is, is different. Um, you know, I, I, those who know me, I mean, we're, we're heavily involved with Twitter and Facebook and those LinkedIn and those kinds of efforts, not just to, you know, to, to market, but also to help with the, with the branding of the organization. I mean, I always make the argument that the reason I have put as much as I do on Facebook is because I want people to understand who I am as a person so that they can feel comfortable doing business with me. Um, and so a lot of our, our focus there is going to be around making sure that the messaging really is conveying who we are and what we do and what our core values are and then why you should care about all that stuff. So I think that's – it's not necessarily anything different or revolutionary, but again, sometimes that you lose sight of the point of these things. When you start talking about things like Web 2.0, what's the really the point of it? I mean, the point of it is to start conversations with – customers and potential customers and so you need to understand what that messaging is and i and i agree and i think uh what if it comes down to the whole web as a way to as an advertising medium is that people are going to find out about uh you know heartland or e-monarch or you know all of our companies here and and uh you know they'll make it a referral from somebody at a networking at a chamber of commerce event or a networking lunch or whatever they go to they're going to go back to their office and the first site they're going to go to when they need to turn their focus back on IT is to google.com or live.com and type in your company name and uh, read all about you. And uh, if you don't have anything out there that they can find that, again, what Jody mentioned, differentiates yourself from the competitors out there, like blogs and having articles and, and you know giving back in you know Dave's way he mentioned. Uh, that's that's critical. And we have to we have to look at that. How about you guys, uh, David? What are you guys doing marketing-wise? You guys going to do a little different uh, strategy marketing-wise down in uh, Central Texas there this year? Um, we're going to actually do our newsletter, not just talk about doing our newsletter. <laughs> That's and, a good start. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're we're um, doing postcards. We're we're there's something new for us. Um, just some some quick stuff to we we have some some offerings that I think a lot of people. Um, because we do so many services, I don't think a lot of people always identify us with a specific service. And so some of the ones that I think are, are maybe more profitable and trailing behind on the, on the recognition area, we're going to try to get some, some uh, just pictures and, and quick information in front of people so that when it comes time to do um, some of the stuff that they keep us in mind. And hopefully it will generate a few phone calls I still think, and I still, I still think the the face-to-face uh, marketing is uh, going to be critical. Getting out, I uh, kind of doing the stuff that David's mentioned there, but also getting out and meeting people. We uh, do a lot your, of yeah, uh, going to chamber of commerce and stuff like that, right? Yes, we're we're very involved with our chamber. Um, that's that's traditionally what we've done. Um, involved in the ambassador program here, where we have somebody in our group that goes to uh, ribbon cuttings. So pretty much every ribbon cutting, a representative from our company is there. Uh, also, we have a, a what's called Leadership Brazos. It's a local leadership program where they take about 35 uh, people a year, and we try to have somebody in that group every year, um, just because it, it gets uh, it does two things for us. It helps with our our retention of our guys um, because it's no fun to go to those events when you don't know anybody, and so it helps that they get to meet people. 
And then it also helps that, that we get our people in front of the other people in, in town that are that are kind of the, the up and coming and movers and shakers and that sort of thing. So um, I, I probably discount that a little bit because we've done that so much um, and, it, and it's kind of second nature to us. But that is definitely how we built our company originally uh, is through just getting out and volunteering and being involved in the chamber um, and even donating time to to nonprofits and things like that um, and meeting people through the boards and stuff like that. Well, I think if you turn to any successful company, they'll all say that exact same thing, David. Is they they got their break by getting out and meeting people and getting involved and volunteering. Hey, we're all members of HCG here, and there's no, you know, we get out of HCG, we get in, well, we get out of what we put into it. And if we sit back and and wait for things to happen, nothing ain't gonna happen. And uh, Sean, over to you guys. What are you gonna What are you guys gonna do differently uh, in Tulsa there with regards to marketing? Or are you just gonna kind of keep it the same and just enhance it a bit better? Well, actually, we're going to actually do it. Um, that's probably the biggest <laughs> thing. Um, I mean, we, um, you know, Dave had a, has a great referral program that, that um, we pretty much, I think the term is swipe, or I don't remember how the acronym goes. But um, and, and so we, we use that a lot this past year. We're going to even uh, streamline it some more and, and put a little more incentives in there. Um, but I think one of the biggest things that you're, we'll be doing is, um, we're going to do a newsletter, even though we've done them in the past and no one really read them. I mean, looking at we use constant contact to keep track, and people looked at them, but nothing, you know, nothing big. We're just going to say, fine, I'm not, you know, I'm going to pay attention, but I'm not going to not do it for the all of 2009. We'll do it every month um, for all of 2009 for 12 months, and you know, see what happens. And um, and, and we're doing a, a couple things that you know, the, when the gentleman mentioned also about you know a lot of the public uh, appearance stuff, and I know uh, in our sales team that one of their big goals is to get me out in front of the different groups to talk. Not so much as, a, you know, I'm not doing out sales pitch, but just getting out me in front of Kiwanis and different organizations and associations to talk about technology, you know, put a, you know to, to try to create a local expertise and, and give away because our sales guys are going to be doing a lot of, you know, simply pound the phones. I mean, there's lots of different debates. Cold calling works, doesn't work. Okay, whatever. You know, um, bottom line, if it's the only thing you do, it's not going to work. Um, but if it's part of what you do, I think it will be effective. And so that, in combination with you know, mail campaigns, email campaigns, a few events, um, for the most part, because we're selling only to business owners. I know the likelihood of getting me, as a business owner, out of my office to go to a seminar is about one in forty-two million, um, because I got too much stuff to do. And, you know, I get invitations to come to this accounting seminar or whatever, and I'm like, I, I, I could care less, you know, um, unless I happen to hit a, a chord at the right moment at the right time. That's kind of what you're betting on. So we're going to do some of the, you know, live events, but we're not selling to IT departments. We're selling, you know, I could get an IT guy out if I was doing selling to IT, but since I'm selling to business owners, I think it's a little harder. you got to go meet them where they're at. And so we're going to do some of that. Um, and really put a concentrated, trackable effort. And I think it's one of the things, if I emphasize anything when we're thinking about marketing, is that it has to be consistent. You can't spend money and then get mad that it didn't work um, after two months into it um, because you're right. It won't work in two months. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten months. That's when you start looking at, wow, you know, we've done all this, but you have to track it because you're going to find things that aren't going to work, things that are going to work, 
and you start building those metrics. Um, there's a great book out there actually called Marketing Metrics. That's exactly what it's called. And it's about that, how to track your, ma- your marketing efforts. Um, it's a little more academic, I think, um, than maybe some people listening would uh, would like. But it goes to a lot of really hardcore numbers of here's the things you need to be tracking to really find out, are your marketing efforts paying off? Because if you keep doing the same thing and, they, and it doesn't work after 12 months, but you keep doing it because, well, Sean said to on that phone call, well, then you missed the point. It's finding out what does work in your market to your audience and continuing to do that. But it has to be repeatable, and it has to be manageable. You can't just go, well, we're going to make 100 calls a day. Great. Who is going to make 100 calls a day? How are you going to make sure? You know, we're going to send out – I've seen people do it. You know, we'll buy a list of 5,000 people and send the 5,000 people. You can't follow up on 5,000 people in, in, in time. Not in small business. You need. To well, I think you nailed, I think you mentioned the key word there is you follow up. I mean, it's great to sell. Yeah, you've got 5, to follow up. We don't follow up. You're 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 flushing. Better would have take give me five thousand dollars and I'll take it and go flush it down the toilet. That's basically what you've done. Yeah, you can, I mean, it's better if you if you want more press than that, you know, just go take five thousand dollars and light it and fire in the parking lot, and yep. you'll get press. You'll get more press than you did spending sending five thousand mailers out. So. There you it go. depends on what you do with that press. You could really turn that into something. I got a marketing I, I, idea. You know, you, you let me know, Dave, and I'll be sure and show up if you're going to light five grand on, on fire. <laughs> well, guy, you know what? That, you know that that's a that's a great thing. The next segue is because when it comes to marketing and sales, uh, doing things like that, even if you take, let's say you take five thousand dollars, take it to the parking lot, and light it on fire, but you send a press release out uh, to all the media ahead of time saying that you know. At eMonarch or Evolved or HTS or you know whatever company you want to say you're from, you know we're not concerned about the economy. We're going to prove it by going to light this five thousand dollars on on fire in our parking lot. You're going to get the media out there, and guess what? You're going to get yeah, you're going to get more traction out there because you get your name out there to a lot more people. And then I mean that's the that's the key. Is you know you have we have to get our companies uh, present in our community and. I'll be the first one to throw my hand up that, you know, I was lucky that I went through my community building time uh, outside of Calgary when the economy was hot because if I would have did what I just finished off doing when the economy was slow, we'd be hurting. Uh, let's talk about local uh, in your local uh, community. And I want to talk to David because he kind of comes from a specialized one where, you know, it's kind of an educational market, small business. Dave, and you mentioned being an ambassador program your Chamber of Commerce. Dave, obviously being involved in your community is very important to your business. Sure. Yes, very much so. Um, another thing that we try to do is is try to get um, – we've we've won several growth awards, and that's something that I always try to, to spur our guys on to get because it gets us um, recognition. So there's one – it's similar to – you know, everybody probably has one. It, ours is based after the Houston 100. Um, it's all after probably the Forbes one in, in the grand scheme of things. But uh, they do a local top ten, and then the the university does an Aggie-owned business, and they do the Aggie 100. And so uh, we got lots of really good press this year from, from winning one of each of those So uh, from our last year's numbers. So that, that stuff is – is very good. It not only um, I think it also helps us with our with our retention and our uh, office atmosphere as well as recruiting. Um, people look at us and and when they're you know if somebody's moving into town and they're looking for an IT spot and they want to work for a good company, um, there there's press out there about us and that that we're currently you know doing the right things and and getting the right results 
and hopefully if it's somebody sharp, they'll want to be part of our team. Well, there you go, and that's—I mean—it's it's so powerful to be involved in your local community, guys. We have about ten minutes left on the horn here uh, for a bit here, and uh, and just kind of get some last-minute comments on uh, you know what what you, what you see 2009 going to be all about. Uh, how important maybe uh, it is now to get more involved with uh, with our peer groups. Uh, where do you see where are you going to leverage for value? Uh, just general, you know what. You know, I'll start off with 2009. It's going to be the year that I reconnect back with my local community. All this great stuff I do with this radio program, I'm going to kind of tone that down just a bit and get more involved with my local community because really, in the nutshell, in the new year, we'll be re- we, we will be rebuilding something brand new. So, you know, time to get back into the local world. But, uh, Jody, maybe I'm going to start with you because you and I have kind of chatted about this a little bit off and on over the last little bit. Uh, where do you see 2009 going for you personally, for HCF and, you know, no, maybe two or three little tidbits of Jody's wisdom that you can share with us. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, the the tidbits of wisdom, man. You gave me three items, and and I'm the typical OCC salesperson. I I can only focus on two things at a time, so you might have to remember remind me about that. But I agree. Getting getting back to building the relationships and turn. In the marketplace that you work in geographically, the, the Chamber of Commerce are something I've always focused on, and they're a great place to meet people and build relationships. Uh, I'll take that one step further, and, and my HTG3 buddies know that uh, the, the golf course is another great place to get out there and building the relationship. And though the economy is kind of a uh, maybe a slowdown, it may be a little more difficult to get that done. Um, we always come up with uh, interesting ways of working with maybe the country club and a local community where we do some trades and, and some very interesting financing so that uh, we're able to maybe swap a membership for for some golfing out there. So we, we're always trying to think outside the box, but at the end of the day, it's building the relationships, and I think the first thing is building the relationships in your own backyard. And also, and I think Dave said a and I was taking notes as he was talking about it. You know, I want to focus on getting referrals from my clients, but why not giving our clients referrals also? And and that's a great idea. Be not only a a recipient, but uh, be the go-giver and always looking at how you can help other people out there also. And I think just focusing down and, and really getting out and meeting those people and, and uh, really creating the, the elevator speech or how you differentiate yourself away from uh, from the competition because – I, I think you're going to see a thinning of the herd with a competition, and you're going to see a lot of people out there looking for maybe somebody who's more stable. And, and with HTS, you know, we've been around, uh, if you look at the, the, the beginnings, you know, we've been around for 25 years. And you look at our executive team from Arlen to, to Larry Heaton to, to Jane Cage to, to a lot of our other major players. I mean, they're all well-respected leaders in the industry, and I think that says something quite a bit for our for our organization. And I think it's something that, while we take it for granted internally and maybe in the HTG peer group and some of the other places that we go, we really need to start educating people in, in the state and, and in the marketplaces that we work that that we do have those resources available to us. And, and beyond that, with our great relationships with Microsoft and, and especially Ingram Micro, I, I'm a huge believer in the relationship we have with them and, and some of the other vendors that we work with. Just really educating not only our clients but just everyone out there that we can service about what we really do and, and how we can help them. That's a great answer, Jordy. And I, I, mean, I can't even remember what the third one was, so that's what we'll just kind of forget about it for now. <laughs> okay. But you know, I want to thank I want to thank you, Jordy, because 
you gave me a, a book that I should I, that I should have read about read about six months ago that I just started reading the other day, called Mr. Schmooze. Yes. And that you know I that's a highly I recommend that highly for people that are looking at building relationships in business. Uh, David, over to you. Uh, any any last minute uh, comments? Anything you wanna that we you wanted to get off your chest but to have a chance to do so so far? No, I I'm, I think we're set. Great. So. Uh, you know, I, I really look forward to what you guys are going to do. It's going to be a really good, interesting story to hear how uh, 2009 plays out for you guys because this is the second time I've had you on the program here, and it seems like lots of good stuff happening uh, in Central Texas for you guys. Uh, Sean, uh, any closing comments from you from uh, from the great state of Oklahoma? Yeah, you know, I think I think 09 is going to be a um, – I, I encourage everyone to be as positive as possible. I mean, you know, you, you can't ignore facts. But at the same time, um, we make the markets we're in um, at the end of the day. Um, we make the business. Um, and and there's, I think there's going to be lots of opportunities next year in the sense that, you know, we're going to see some more headway in hosted-type solutions. Um, I still I, – we have a great uh, question around here that we use regularly that drives our focus is what are we going to manage when there's nothing left to manage? And that's driving a lot of our direction of what we're going to be doing 2009, 2010, and um, you know people do need to look at you know what are you spending money on? Don't don't go crazy, you know. Um, be mindful of it, but don't put your head in the sand and, and just say you know I'll, I'll pull my head back up in 2010 because you know the projections are third quarter 2010 is when things going to get better. Okay, so that's that's a ways away, um, but you know again a focus on um, getting out there. This isn't the time to you know stay in the office. This is the time to get out, meet your customers. You know, meet their customers, find out what you can do to help them, find out what you, you know, and, and you'll give business and you'll grow your business successfully. It's just a matter of getting out there. Um, this is the time to work harder and work smarter, um, not sit back and go, oh, man, it's going to be a rough year. Yep, it's going to be a little harder, but, you know, we can all make it um, and the stronger will rise up to the top. So that's that's my encouragement for, for 09. So. And I like what you said about education. I'm a big believer of sharpening, uh, sharpening your saw. And yeah. it's a good time to, uh, you know, get up to speed on a lot of stuff and also play the education card with people. I think that's how we can differentiate ourselves from competitors is we're going to educate our clients how to use technology so they can do their jobs better. I think that's a, a, a good uh, marketing approach, too. Jordy, write that one down in your marketing tips and tricks. Um, Dave, I'm making that note now. <laughs> Dave, uh, you get the final word today. Well, I mean, you sort of you sort of hit on on a couple of things that I thought were really interesting there, Stuart. And, and you know, you asked what what am I doing in in 2009? Funny, the the one thing that that I really need to focus on for me in 2009 is better balance. Um, I think you sort of hit on it a lot. You know, I'm I, I'm running around a lot. And I'm doing a lot and working with the business and doing HTG and and on multiple levels and I'm involved in a bunch of different opportunities. And I sort of hit this holiday and said, you know, one of the big things that I need to figure out for 2009 is a better balance, um, you know, a little bit better work-life balance. And, and, you know, Arlen's talked a lot about making sure you've got your life goals in order. You know, I don't think I do. And so I'm I'm looking at this, this sort of hard times business-wise as a real opportunity to take a look at really what's important. Um, and making sure that I'm not doing the wrong things for me and for for the company, but it, but it, on all fronts, um, because you know, frankly, I do better when I'm happy anyway. Um, and if at the, if the end of the year I've I've said, well, I've I've accomplished all this stuff, but I'm 20 pounds overweight and I don't see my wife, well, then you know that that really is a problem too. 
so I think for me the, the big theme of 2009 is, is making sure that all things are in order, not just in the business, but also lifestyle-wise. Exactly, exactly. I think that's a, a good uh, a good thing, Dave, to uh, wrap up 2008 with. Guys, I want to wish you all the very best of the new year. If uh, you know if you're going to go out and have fun, uh, do it uh, do it smart, and we'll hope to see you all uh, in 2009 at our HCG meeting in Dallas. Great, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so, thank you. As we as we sorry, Dave, go ahead. As we uh, close up 2008 here, I want to thank all of you, our listeners uh, here on uh, Small Business IT Radio, for uh, you know listening to our podcast and webcast every week. Sometimes you listen to it live. Sometimes you download it later via you know iTunes or BlogTalkRadio.com or or through our uh, you know numerous amount of blogs that we have uh, advertising this uh, program. But it really comes down to you know a lot of us give of our time and the real go-giver uh, attitude here about you know helping out our uh, our fellow uh, peers in the industry. So I want to welcome you to drop us an email at info at smallbusinessitradio.com at any time. We have a great lineup of uh, stuff coming in the new year. Uh, you know everything talking about uh, you know going into business with other partners and things you need to uh, watch out there. Uh, that's in March. We have uh, AutoTask coming on in February to talk about their products. We're going to be doing some PR tips and tricks in early uh, early February. Uh, along the lines with our marketing, I have my good friend Dave West, who runs a, a website company here in Calgary. We're going to talk about uh, what you need in a great website and, S- and using SEO to convert visitors to leads in your business from your website. And then on uh, our next program in the new year is going to be on January the 9th. Andrew Morgan is going to be joining us from Kaseya. We're going to talk about Kaseya and how to use them as a monitoring tool and you know what you can do business-wise to uh, help your clients with a product like Kaseya. But I want to wish everybody a very happy New Year. All the best of the season. I know it's a little late for the Christmas wishing, wishes, but the best of the New Year. Again, drop us an email. Tell all, all, tell all your friends about our program, and we look forward to uh, talking with you again in the New Year. So this is Stuart Crawford signing off with our last program of 2008 here on Small Business IT Radio. And thanks to all my uh, guests again. <laughs>